Thank you for your enthusiasm. We promised an update, so he reads. We never say never, but we can confirm that there are no plans to bring these three games to the Americas at this time. Thanks so much for your passion and for being such great fans. Welcome to the NW Newscast, uh, episode 59 for Saturday, July 2nd. Uh, happy July 4th, everybody. Uh, let's get it on. We have uh, Neil Ronahan with us. Hi. Andy Gergen, of course. What is up, Mr. Zachary Miller? Oh, not a whole lot, sir. An extra special guest, Mike Sklens. Hello. You may remember him from the Homecast. Yeah. yeah. Or, or that article he wrote where everyone, everyone accused him of trolling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I liked that article. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we don't have a whole lot to talk about today, but I think what we do have to talk about is, is uh, quality over quantity. Uh, the first thing we have is Operation Rainfall. I'm going to hand it over to Neil because I don't give a crap about Japanese RPGs. <laughs> Neil, take it over. <laughs> All right. Um, first, I will start off by reading this quote. Here is uh, Nintendo's official words on Operation Rainfall. The letter-writing campaign, uh, well, I guess uh, it's, you know, basically some someone, I think, from the IGN forums started this where in order to get Xenoblade, the last story in Pandora's Tower of North America, basically just bother the shit out of Nintendo of America. So <laughs> went on Facebook, Twitter, and there's actually a formal letter-writing campaign with, like, a schedule and everything where people are going to flood Nintendo of America, specifically Reggie, uh, with all sorts of letters about these three games and how badly they want them to come to North America. Um, Nintendo, after like a week of silence, pretty much, has released a statement, and here it is. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We promised an update, so here it is. We never say never, but we can confirm that there are no plans to bring these three games to the Americas at this time. Thanks so much for your passion and for being such great fans. I don't know about you guys, wow. but what I just heard was, thank you for your enthusiasm, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Neil, I want to applaud you. That was a very good Reggie impersonation. You had his intonation down perfectly. <laughs> I had to pause, look at the crowd, move my hand a little bit, take a Game Boy Micro out of my pocket. That's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect use for that, that Reggie picture where he's like shrugging his shoulders and it's texting, not my problem. <laughs> like I almost feel like at this point maybe no statement would have been better than that. Yeah, Do you think that was kind of know. a douche statement, man. I, I mean, it is, but at the same time, it had to be said. It something had to be said, otherwise they would have kept writing and writing and writing. Well, and it would have no, ended I mean, up like it they're ended still going like to write three. Well, Did yeah. they have to like give a two-day warning to get everyone's hopes up on Twitter first? <laughs> That's the yeah. real dick move here. Like two days ago, they were like. Thanks for your passion, guys. Stay tuned. We have an announcement. And then two days later, the announcement is, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that they they said that two days ago. Yeah, isn't like, isn't uh, Xenoblade coming out in Europe, though? Yeah, it's coming yeah, out. That's the that means it's already, coming, actually, it's already in ink, been translated. Yeah, and the last story was confirmed for Europe as well uh, last week, pretty much shortly after this wow. all began. Someone, Basically, people from Nintendo Europe probably see this as the greatest thing in the world. 
And and I mean, I, I feel like they're almost trolling Nintendo of America because they released an <laughs> Iwata Asks about Xenoblade this week. Uh, they, yeah. Like, some guy leaked that the last story was coming to Europe. Like, they're having a ball. That's insane. Like, yeah, I, I'm kind of with Zach. I don't really care about any of these games that much, but it's it's not like they're busy bringing other things out. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, the schedule uh, is dead. Yeah. There's no reason not to bring these games out if they're already being localized into an English language. Well, Andy, they're, they have to take a lot of time to pat themselves on the back for actually finishing Skyward Sword. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's done, uh, apparently. That's it's cool. just, that's so why isn't it coming out next Tuesday? Though. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that they said something. I just don't like the way they, they teased you a couple days ahead of time only to drop, drop the other shoe and say, yeah, yeah no. I would have done it without <laughs> the tease, but it makes sense. I don't know... Um, if you read all this, if you buy into all this social media, you know, voodoo marketing stuff that if people are complaining, you have to address them because then at least at the, at the end of the day, at least they feel like their complaint was heard, which is better than them just screaming out into the ether. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but yeah, just what a big kick to the balls. Like, Oh, this is just, it's so ridiculous. I don't understand why. I mean, could is it possible a, a different publisher could bring these games out? I mean, um, it, I mean, well, Nintendo Kohler was historically. Kohler had an article about that on Game Life yesterday or the day before. Yeah, yeah, I think we it was talked two about days, that yeah. and about how specifically when when the GameCube came out, Cubivore was released by Atlas in America, even though it was and a Ogre Battle sixty four was released by yeah. Atlas in America as well. Yeah, and there you go. He brought up, you know, he brought up that Cubivore example that, that that's like the last time that happened. Yeah, there was like, another they've one. They've got I think, the game, too. and they've just got it on. Yeah, there was, it was Cubivore and something else. They came out together. I can't remember the other game, but they they basically have this game. They could easily give it to an American publisher and let them publish it and make some money without without having to do any work of their own. They're just not gonna. Well, I mean, look at like I mean, you got so many companies that would do this too. Like Atlas would probably shit their pants for this. Exceed as well. Like if you give yeah. this company an opportunity, like really, what's the harm? I mean, you look at Solo Turobo, which uh, Xseed is bringing over, which is – that's also news. Um, a Japanese game made by CyberConnect2 and published by Namco Bandai um, in Japan. And it's, that game's actually being published by Nintendo in Europe, and it's being published by Xseed in North America. And what Xseed is taking is the European translation and just updating it, you know, making it, yeah, you know, put Englishisms in it. Take out the bloodies and the U's. Yeah. <laughs> The only Spell thing color can, correctly. Yeah. The only thing I can think of why maybe they wouldn't want to release it is they're afraid it might damage their their brand with everyone else. Like, no. they don't want to be seen as too Japanese. Like, that's the only, and it's a stupid reason, but it's the only thing I can even fathom. Yeah. In all remember honesty, Pikmin? as far as the Wii goes, um, I think Nintendo just doesn't... F- give a shit about us anymore i mean i i don't like being like oh they're so against us but look at what they've released this year if we, i mean okay yeah 3ds came out and i i've really that i wish there were more games for the 3ds but 3ds was shat out yeah well i mean even still like i love pilot wings i love ocarina of time like there are there are a lot of good games that have come out on 3ds i just wish there were more of them and I think the other problem with 3DS's weak launch is that there's nothing else for any of the other systems. You look at what's come out on Wii this year, um, you got Mario Sports Mix, We Play Motion, and Mystery Case Files. There have been more games published by Nintendo on, on DS, or at least just as many, because you had Dragon Quest VI and the Pokemon games. And the DS is a dead system. 
It could be that maybe maybe they've written off the Wii as a dead system, so they don't. Even I think want to they put have. In effort. Well, they, they're I mean, also not like they're, they're not have. putting in the effort into outside of Zelda, and I guess Kirby Wii. They're not really putting in the effort for games that would go outside of their their Blue Ocean target Wii Play audience. And they're they're not going to put any push behind Kirby Wii. Yeah, it's just going to get shattered. They're just going to drop it out there, and just like, you know, it'll sell some names. The big question is like, what exactly are they doing if they're not doing any of these things? Is it, is, it, is it at all possible that Nintendo has been reduced to four guys in a garage and no one knows? <laughs> I, I think we're at the point, and you see it at the end of every Nintendo system, where most of the internal teams, like all of the EAD teams, they're working on Wii U titles, and they've probably been doing that for a whole year now. Yeah. So they have, yeah. no, they have no Wii titles to put out, because they're all busy working on Wii U titles. Yeah. I'm starting to notice a really disturbing trend. This is the third console in a row where the last year of the life has been utter, utter garbage. Yeah. Although, I'm, I mean, I remember with... See, the thing that kind of offset the, the GameCube's death was that the DS was outputting really good games. If yeah, I do recall. This is true. I remember yeah, not being all yeah. all pissed off that, that the GameCube's life was kind of on its last legs. Yeah, because um, that was like when I think... I think that was when like Elite Beat Agents and stuff was coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that was really 06. Yeah. Oh, God, that game was awesome. And I mean, yeah, the last year of the N64, while, I mean, I was, I was 12 at the time, but that, that was a pretty painful time. I remember the, playing the N64 Hybrid Heaven was pretty painful for its whole life. What? Yeah. 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 I loved Conquer and I loved Majora, but... The N64 life was called, like, when I got into every other game system, because I'd just be yeah, like, Yeah, that oh, is I when I became one a game. PC gamer. Yeah, I, I played ah. PC games, I, I played the PlayStation, I went back and played NES and Super Nintendo games that I missed. I can only play Mario 64 so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, the N64 is when I kind of came back to Nintendo because I had kind of, you know, I was a Genesis kid growing up, and when I got in, when I got a Super NES, it was late in life, and I didn't grow up with a Super NES or anything like that. But it was Smash Brothers, really, more than almost more than anything else, and, and Ocarina of Time, I guess, that sort of brought me back into into the Nintendo fold. Like, I didn't anticipate the N64 coming out. I mean, I thought Mario 64 was amazing and all, but the GameCube was the first system that I like anticipated and bought at launch that they ever put out. Uh, so like you, actually the N sixty four had for helping me anticipate the GameCube. Yeah, no doubt. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like I remember getting up at early and going to the mall that Sunday and, and, and buying a GameCube, but before that, like I didn't buy a N sixty four until I think I got my N sixty four after Zelda came out. So yeah. I certainly wasn't early to the party. Can I uh but, can anyway. I say something about the 3DS that I was reminded of when Neil was talking about it? Yes. That thing is a dust magnet. Oh, my God, yes. I wipe it, it yeah. off twice a day with, I, uh, you know, I glasses I scratched my screen trying to wipe the damn thing off with my shirt already. Ooh. Ugh. Use a use a glasses cloth. Yeah. Well, I just I got this fancy new Club Nintendo case, and it's very felty. I do the job. <laughs> I got I got the, uh, the Terry the Terry cloth from them with that exact idea in mind because I've learned that like a listener pointed out to us via listener mail a few weeks ago, the the 3DS is designed to scratch it to scratch itself. Yeah, it is. The, the 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 top screen on my 3DS now has perfectly lined scratches that line up perfectly with the bottom screen sets. I see them. I just thought they were like I can I can wipe mine yeah, off. See, I, I think it actually does depend a little bit on your system because I see those same things and they're just little smudges that I can just Yeah, mine are like, yeah, just like I thought they were smudges too. Problem. Mine look like smudges until I spent 5 minutes trying to get them off and couldn't. All right. You got to send that shit well, in. I'm buying a screen protector this weekend then. Well, <laughs> I um 
after after my experience with both those scratches and also uh, my L button stopped working briefly earlier That's this week. That's right. I I was playing Zelda and trying to play the Ocarina with the buttons and it wasn't working. And I quit the main menu, turned the system off and on, and I couldn't get the L button to do anything. So I filled out a, re- a repair request on their website, thinking, well, this is clearly covered, but wow, this sucks. Like, this is awfully early to be having these problems. But then I Googled it before I, you know, had even got my mailing label via email, and I found a, th- a thread on, I think, GameSpot, where basically, like, debris gets stuck underneath the, the button, so the contact gets interrupted, mm-hmm. and if you blow really hard on the button, like, on the, on the, on the crease where the button splits, you can blow it out. Wow. <laughs> so, like, seriously, are you, are you kidding me? Like, that's an NES issue two months in. in. I know, like... I have a really, really bad feeling about the longevity of this system. Seriously. Like, it could just be a launch unit thing that will get sorted out. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I have a really bad feeling about these these early 3DSs. You know Maybe what? Even... Remember the red ring? That turned out okay. <laughs> it was a pain in the ass, but everything's fine now. Well, everyone, everyone got a new Xbox, at least. <laughs> and a nice like three-year warranty extension. So I guess the idea is I'm not rushing to mail the thing back for warranty right now because of this L button or the scratches because I am fairly convinced that within a year I'll be doing it anyway for something else. So well, you know, the, these launch 3DSs, these launch 3DSs will last uh, until Nintendo decides to launch the 3DSi. Then yeah. they'll just all break. <laughs> no, like I'm really concerned about like th- two months in and I'm already having these kinds of problems. Like, and yeah. it's not even like uh, it's not not even like the button getting damaged or anything. Like it was just dust managed to get in there like wow like that's that's kind of scary but anyway I, I digress let's talk about resident evil mercenaries the big new 3ds game yeah um i posted the review back on uh tuesday and i really really enjoyed the game as someone who i played mercenaries in resident evil 4 what feels like years ago because it was um, it was but playing resident evil the mercenaries 3d was wonderful um I really just enjoy the high score gameplay, the kind of the intense nature of the game. Well, I mean, it still controls like a Resident Evil game, which at this point it's just, I kind of accept it with the territory. And I think that those limitations that they put on you kind of make the game a little scarier, more intense, and it, and it works. It's made to be like that. Um, but as far as like the controls on the actual system, it's really nice. The circle pad feels the controls good. are great. Yeah, and the way they they work in how you move, and then you just uh, you hold down the R button. And you go into a first-person mode or a third-person mode if there's a setting to change that. So it's more like Resident Evil 4. Um, and you just hold down the R button and then you use Y to shoot or B to reload. And basically that's how you use your gun. Um, I think it all works really well. And there's not you know an overwhelming amount of content. There's 30 missions, but unfortunately like 10 to 12 of them are training missions. But even still, like I've played... I've put in seven hours into this game and I'm not done playing. I'm still working on the uh, the the bonus missions you unlock at the end of it, and I'm replaying the older ones. Um, I think it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I I really like it. Um, it, I think it looks really good. Uh, yeah, but and with the 3D it's kind too. of unfortunate. Yeah, the 3D is great in it because your your character is like its own uh, plane. You plane. There you go. Um, but I don't really like how if the enemy is more than, like, five feet from you, they move really jaggily. Yeah, or, there are uh, definitely some kind of animation hiccups in the game. Yeah, um, but, I mean, otherwise, it's, it's great. And if, I really like, I really got into the Mercenaries in 4, 
and I got into it more when in five when they launched all the DLC uh, with all the extra characters. But man, this is this is a great little a great little game. I was very concerned that it would just be straight mercenaries, but you know there are all sorts of different missions and different characters. I'm a little disappointed by the character selection. Yeah, um, as a as a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, I think you what you start off with three or four characters unlocked. Start but out with there are Jill, only eight yeah. characters. You don't have people like Leon or Ada Wong. Um, yeah, so there's. Sucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, or Sheva. I was expecting Sheva since yeah. there's so much Resident Evil Five in there. They yeah. could have many more characters because the characters are really just loadouts. Yep. You know, but what are you going to do? Maybe I they'll like, maybe like they'll Krauser. release some DLC. Krauser's pretty badass. Wesker's cool too. Oh yeah, Krauser's a badass Funk. in the in four too. But, and it has online play, which I haven't tried yet, but yeah, um, I've got to be better and better alive. It was kind of funny. I was stuck on a mission and I went online and then like, uh, it was one where like, there's somewhere like you basically have to fight a boss and that's, that's how you end it. They're usually at the end of, uh, the, the levels of missions that you go through. And I went yeah. online and the dude like beat the boss like within like a minute and I just got a double <laughs> S rank and I, I didn't do anything. It felt kind of <laughs> cheap, but I, I just, I, it's like, it was so great because I was like, lag free experience and the dude just beat the game for me <laughs> <laughs> nice who are the bosses are, are they original bosses or are they they're, from the uh, games uh, I, forget, I don't know the names of everything like I know that weird... bat thing is in it yeah the bat thing that's what it is oh okay but but, but the other there are other guys like the hammer guy and the yeah. axe guy right Yeah. The, the chainsaw guys the dual chainsaw guy Nice. They all have names, I know, but I don't know them. It's just a dude who's fucking running at me with claws, and I have to run away <laughs> and then shoot him in the back. I hate those guys so yeah. much. Uh, but anyway, there, there's another uh, thing going on with this game, and that's uh, you can't reset the save data at all. Personally, I don't really give a crap. It might also be because I already have the game, and I'm not going to have to deal with buying it pre-owned. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think there are some other people here that might disagree, so I'll let them talk. You, you guys well, go, go first. first. I don't disagree, but it gets, well, I mean, I guess I need a little more background. So to be sure, the game is like, like an arcade, not like arc, but it's kind of arcade shooter like where yeah. like it's just levels and you go through them and you beat them, Basically, but there's yeah. no real It's plot. horde mode with Resident Evil. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so all it's really doing is keeping track of like your statistics and like your unlocks, like your high, high score, your unlocks. And there's also perks that you can get. They're called skills in the game that you unlock as you play, and then you also level them up as you play. So those can't be reset. So you couldn't start, like, from level... If you're assuming your character had levels, you couldn't start from level one. No. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's an yeah. issue, and it's certainly like, well, why can't you reset it? I guess they said something about they're saving directly to the cartridge and not to a save file on the 3DS. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense it's an, at all. It's an arcade game and shit like that. It just sounds like it sounds like something that was probably an oversight in the development team, and it just got out there, and they were like, "Oh well, don't have time to fix yeah. it." Yeah. I it, the the fact that this game does it doesn't particularly bother me because I mean, like Neil, you were saying before, it's it's kind of like would I care if Smash Brothers wouldn't let me reset the data? And, like, yeah. no, I, I wouldn't. And this game plays like that. You know, the only thing you really get by putting time into it is more content, and I wouldn't want to lose that content. But 
if they're going to pull this shit on any other kind of game that I would ever want to restart, like a real Resident Evil game, yeah, like, for instance. Say, other like, Resident Evil Revelations. Like Revelations, yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's a big deal to me. I, I, I know that it's not the PC thing to do, but I live and die by the used gaming market, for, for one. I can't, I can't afford to buy new games that often, and I don't, I don't have any shame in, in saying that I buy used games all the time. I buy more used games than new games. I trade games on Guzex. I buy and sell games on eBay, and I'm I'm, I'm okay with that because it doesn't it doesn't keep me up at night. Like it's a big industry. I'm not the one I'm not I'm, I'm not the one hurting it. Um, more so than the people who are engaging in, in piracy, I suppose. But yeah. like I I know it hurts them. I mean I I think EA has a better idea with charging for their online play with the online pass. It doesn't bother me that much because yeah. I buy EA Sports games new if I want to play them uh, frequently. Um, I think that's a way better way to do it than to completely remove yeah, I guess resale it does, value. It does make sense to incentivize buying it new as opposed to penalizing yeah. people who buy it late or something. Yeah, it's that's a way that's that's a good way Although of putting it. Although I guess at the same the time, not being able to take your used game online without paying ten dollars is shitty. Well, it is. No, but... I, I disagree. I, I think that I disagree because I hate places like GameStop, where I go in and I see a used copy of Transformers: War for Cybertron for fifty-four dollars. And I get one of the reasons it doesn't bother me so much with EA Sports games is because, like, I don't think the used market really hurts them that much. So I don't really feel like it's that. Yeah, like they're iterating that new of... versions of those games exactly, every year. Like... No one's playing NCAA eleven or right. NCAA ten anymore. Yeah, and the kind of people who do buy last year's game are the kind of people who probably wouldn't have ever bought this year's game. Like, it's because there's always a cheaper version of it out there. Like, it, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. It's because of the nature of their business model. But yeah. And in the case of EA, it makes a lot of sense in that when you buy that game, they're getting that money. And, you know, a portion of that money is going to support the online infrastructure for the game. But if you buy yeah. a used copy from GameStop, they get no money. And now that is another user they have to support that they have no money to no money to support. Yeah. So I guess the real question here is, you know, they came out and said the resale value was not a factor in this decision. I know, Mike, you were saying you thought it was just a development oversight. I, I, just, I literally just thought that up. Like it seems like it could have been. Do you? I mean, do you guys think this is a this is a strike against used gaming, despite what Capcom said? Um, well, look at Capcom's history with uh, I guess kind of fighting piracy to a degree. They have yeah. the DRM on their. Uh, their, I guess yeah, their, their arcade, their downloadable titles. Like I know the Final Fight, there was like the Final Fight game or something it's like a, that. I think it's a Streets of Rage two. No, 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 the no, HD, whichever game. one was HD. Final Fight Double Impact or whatever. I yeah, something like that. And also but those uh, games basically uh, they need to be online, despite not even having any online capabilities. Right. Oh, it's a game will Ubisoft thing. Yeah. Um. Right. And like so like when PSN was down, if you had those games, you could not play them. Oh, the other one was uh Bionic Commando two, yeah, rearmed yeah. two. Yeah. Which Ubisoft is, which did the was... same try well, they tried the same thing with a couple games with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood on the PC where the game had really? to phone home and it would phone home when you turn when you booted the game up, and then it would also randomly phone home throughout the playtime. So if wow. you didn't have an internet connection the game couldn't phone home, and it just wouldn't let you play. That's but um, somebody had a hack out on day one that got rid of it. Yeah. So, like, why did you even put all this money into this system? Obviously, someone is going to break it on day one because you did yeah, it on that's PC. True. On a console, you've got a little more leeway into controlling things. But on PC, 
Why are you even trying to put DRM on things? Yep. Yeah, no doubt. You will well, the other thing, ca- the other thing Capcom does is they don't let you transfer uh, certain game files uh, saves to a new system, which I think is just absolute Although, bullshit. Fair, There's no reason to do that. Nintendo did that with Brawl, I believe. Nintendo yeah. did that with Animal Crossing. Uh, we had a second Wii. Really? When my girlfriend and I moved in together, we had two Wiis, and we were like, well, let's just sell one. Mine had a shitload of virtual console games on it. Um, hers didn't, so we were like, well, we'll keep mine, but her Animal Crossing save file was on hers. So I had to hack the Wii to get the Animal Crossing save file <laughs> and move it. Wow. I think you can't move Brawl save data over either. Yeah, they're weird about stuff like that. Wow. Like, it's like the big files. Why? Like, because you don't want someone to uh, get get the lovely furniture set without really working <laughs> for it? I don't get it. Wow. Well, that's weird, too, because it's not like, I mean, you could copy, let's say you copy the, the data off somebody's memory card or something. They still have to buy the game. Yeah. They can't play the game off the card, so I don't understand why that would be an issue. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Is bizarro. And the other weird thing about this Resident Evil thing is that it might not be a problem if there was more than one save file. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah. Whatever. All right. We don't like it. Let's move on to the uh, the fact that Cave Story is continually delayed. Yeah. Uh, Cave Story was originally supposed to come out. Uh, Yes, August. August, right? No, no. It was oh, no, originally, originally. supposed to come out yesterday, and then I got right, delayed right. to August. And now it's not coming out until November 8th, which uh, wow. that's that's called not budgeting your time properly. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's called. This uh, game is going to be the next Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a big surprise, because uh, at E3 it seemed kind of rough for a, for a game that's you know supposed to be coming out in two months. But... Uh. Um, yeah, I mean, it sucks because K-Story 3D would have been uh, in a pretty good position if they released it, you know, in the summer when there's not really any 3DS games coming out. And yeah, maybe right. it would have gained traction in the retail space. But now that it's coming out in November during the system's first big holiday season with other games like, you know, Modern Warfare Mario. 2 is launching the same day as it. Mario and I know Kart. people people are basically saying that, like, oh, that's not a big deal, but it is. Um, if, if K-Story 3D came out this week... Like okay, it would have been up against Ari Mercenaries and and Oak Arena to some extent. Yeah, and, and Oak Arena, but it's coming out in November. It's going to get lost in the shuffle and it's going to do terribly. I mean yep. that that just sucks for. I completely for agree. Story. Well, and then on top of that, if you ever look at the eShop, it's been like featured on like staff picks or something like that. Like yeah. every week, it's like pretty easy to find on one of their curated lists. So. Everyone's gonna buy it is before. Anyone gonna, yeah. you know, is everyone's gonna buy it and they're gonna be like, well, I'm gonna just buy it for ten dollars on the eShop, and then when yeah. it comes out. On a cartridge, it, Neil, did they mention price? Is it going to be forty? Uh, it's going to be forty dollars, I believe. Yeah, so they are. Gonna, they you know, are. They're. They're still unannounced, like extra stuff. But even they still. are going to have to add a ton of content to make it worth four times the price. Yeah, like or, I think it looks really good. Like the graphics on it look yeah, pretty fantastic. Yeah, it looks beautiful. But, but it's still a game that I've already played See, like I've twice never now. Played Cave Story, and I was thinking, well, maybe I'll get Cave Story 3D. But I'm not going to wait till November, especially if I can get it for thirty dollars less, even if it's not in 3D. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's and like I, I think we were talking about this on a previous episode, but like, you know, a retail release is a pretty big deal for this game because you know it started out as such a you know labor of love, like yeah, a freeware a PC free game. game. The fact that it's coming out retail means that this is probably going to be the way most people experience this game because it's going to have a much bigger audience on store shelves 
than yeah. on a network oh, yeah. service. So this is going to be people's first experience with the game, but now they're not going to really notice it because it's going to get drowned out it's by, by the holiday so noise. It's lost. Like, that's, I mean, that's the, the biggest problem with this delay is that, I mean, it's just, uh, as, a, as a person who's a pretty big fan of Cave Story, like, this just sucks because really it had the perfect window to come out now. Like, what the hell? Okay, Ocarina of Time. That's like the only fucking 3DS game coming out for the next six months. Like, and t- no, Star yeah. Fox is out in what August? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. September. So th- there's basically like no big 3DS game between now and Star Fox, which is coming out on September 11th. But just a whole not other to mention like third party games. Like I'm third trying party to is... think back though. I feel like the the original DS had a really crummy launch lineup too and there was Oh it, sure. It had oh, a yeah, drought yeah. It, of it games definitely too. Did. It feels like this is like the exact same thing over again and I'm really hoping that it will follow the same path as the DS and like next year things will just explode yeah, at E3 our and there will be will a million be games that you need to own. Yeah. Well, I, I remember mean, that year at E3 when like you could walk into the Nintendo booth, walk up to any DS kiosk and there was like an eighty percent chance game, eighty percent chance that the game you played was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it really took a while for the DS to kick off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's unfortunate. I I would like to try it, but there's no way I'm spending forty bucks in a game that I've already played yep. twice. I don't care how good it looks. Yeah. I mean, they they really do have to put some awesome special features in for that to be worth forty dollars. Um, some game with. Football, maybe? <laughs> you need to do a better job of setting up your transitions, Zach. <laughs> uh, some game with football. Yeah, so Speaking been... of Cave Story. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's considerably better, believe it or not. Athletes. Um, so as as listeners to the podcast who have been around for a little while probably are more than well aware, I'm a big fan of the yearly NCAA football uh, series that's not been available on Wii for a long time and wasn't for a long time before it was. Um, so the new one's going to come out on Xbox and PS3 in early July, and I'm going to, of course, be getting a copy of that. But The demo actually came out this morning. I played it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's very similar to last year. Cause they, the demo... Well, they finally put my school's mascot in it, so... There you go. It only <laughs> took them, like, I don't know, over a decade to put Florida State's mascot in the game because it's an actual horse. It's not like a dude in a horse costume. It's an actual horse. <laughs> Catering to Sklens. Uh So, yeah, I decided in the, in the, in the run-up to get excited about the new one. I thought I would seek out the the uh, the lone NCAA game on Wii via, via the hollowed halls of eBay and uh, give it a try and kind of see what I missed out on. Because, you know, I considered getting it on Wii when, when it first came out. I, but I had already gotten in. I bought a 360 specifically because I knew I'd be playing NCAA every year and wanted to have a, a, you know, a better system to play it on. Um, but yet, still, when they announced it was coming to Wii, I thought about picking it up, and wow, I'm really kind of glad I didn't. So, <laughs> like, I, I, so like, I know you've played a good amount of Madden on Wii, Neil, and you said uh, to me in uh, on an IM that the the game got significantly redesigned in what ten Madden yeah. ten? Yeah. So the year did, after uh, NCAA did you, football. Did, did you play football games on Wii before that? I have. Uh, whether this is a good thing or not, I have played every single Madden game on Wii. Okay. So you're pretty familiar with the control scheme they had going on before. Yeah, and I mean, that is still an option in um, all the later Madden games, just that I, okay. I think it's freaking awful compared to the, the point-and-click passing they have now. So I'm a guy who's been playing this series for a long time, both on PS2 and now on 360, but I am really having a really hard time adjusting to it on, on Wii. Well, now, first of all... I- 
Because that the does have the stuff are. where you have to you you do that motion to hike, and then you also do it to throw. I had so many problems where like I'd hike and then just throw the ball into the ground and stuff like that. Oh, I hadn't I haven't had that yet. I'm I look forward to having that issue. I haven't had that one yet. Um, so like yeah, like I'm a guy who's been playing the system for, for the, the game for forever. But I started up up a new dynasty, and I'm I'm playing as Nebraska because that's that's my team. But like I got beat by Western Michigan in game one, and they were blowing me out. I think it was 30, 35-38-7 early, <laughs> early in the second half, and I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, I can't I can't play defense. I'm, I'm Playing offense is okay, but I'm getting killed. I actually managed to make that a game. I, I pulled up to 35-38, and then a turnover, like my, my seventh turnover of the game cost me the, uh, cost me the game. And then I played a second game, and I lost to... San Jose State University, something like twenty-one fourteen. They they got they got two touchdowns off turnovers in the last thirty seconds. Uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure my Wii hates me. But uh. these controls are really not fun at at all. Now this is the year they had the all play moniker, and so like they have they have a simple mode, and oh, I'm considering turning it so on bad. because I'm I can't. I, here, here's part of my problem. Okay, so I'm I, I'm a kind of a. Uh, the style of defense that I play is to just to pick the closest player to the guy who's running the ball, hold down, mash down the, the, the sprint button, and then dive when I'm close enough. That's just that's yeah, ingrained that's in it's ingrained in my brain. I can't play any other way. I've been doing this for ten there's, years. There's there's basic. I mean, when you play, I, I'm I play the same way. Is that when you're playing those football games, be it NCAA or Madden, I think almost nobody actually plays defense. You just pick right. you pick an outside linebacker and you run for the quarterback. And that is that is all defense is in those games. And then when the quarterback throws the ball, you hit the B button to switch to whoever's yeah. closest to where the ball goes, yeah. and then you sprint and dive. And the sprinting game, the real and diving game is, is offense. Yeah, the sp- sprinting and diving is the key here because like the regular tackle motion is just you run into the guy and he falls, but the dive gives you that extra bit of speed at the end to actually catch him. But they they mapped sprint to the Z button and dive to the C button. <laughs> so like I. I'm having to use either two fingers on the nunchuck to get both of the buttons or, like, roll my finger up quickly. And it's just the most awkward thing to recreate what is second nature that I'm failing, just outright failing consistently. Um, the game looks awful. I mean, it looks more or less the same as the PS2 version looked. But I was uh. I was done being, like, familiar with that, you know, back in, like, 2006. So it's kind of hard to go back to that now. Uh there are a, a couple of cool Wii touches, like the referee is, is actually a me, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, they actually have. Is it me- really? Is yeah. it really? Well, it's <laughs> it, it's at least it's at least something that they didn't do on the other system, so it's not like a straight port. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I'm I'm writing up a feature on the site where I kind of chronicle my my one season through NCAA 09, but the way it's going right now, I'm on a two game losing streak and. I don't know, like, if I, if I can't win a single game before my uh, conference season starts, I, I don't know if I can continue with this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> it sucks. I I really was hoping this game would be fun, but, like, I desperately just won a goddamn gamepad. That's, all, that's <laughs> well, all I want. In Madden 12? Like, I, I mean, to, should, that kind of thing should be an option in almost every well, do week. They have, yeah, do they have a classic controller scheme? No. Um, yeah, all. this is actually the first year like, of Madden yeah, that in you order can to use a juke, classic controller. In order to juke, you have to um, move the nunchuck left and right, which is really hard to adjust to like doing that while you're using the the analog stick to to run. Like I don't want to uh, shake, I don't want to 
make a specific motion on my nunchuck while I'm using the analog stick to control a character. That's that's hard to get used to. And if you use the if you use the uh, the Wii remote left and right, you do a stiff arm. So I'm constantly stiff arming when I mean to juke, because it's like drawing a circle with one hand and a square with the other hand. It just or a triangle, I guess, with the other hand. It does. It just does not. I can't make my 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 brain work. Passing isn't too bad. You just you just uh, hold down one of the buttons and flick. That's fine. I mean, it works okay. But the whole thing just kind of you know you know what would be better if you could just press a button. Yeah, like the whole thing just reeks of hey now we have motion motion controls. Here's what it can do, and the answer is it can't do anything. That I don't really I don't want to the do first this. First couple of years of Madden on Wii were like that a lot. I mean, I I enjoyed. I didn't really like the first two on it, but I did enjoy '09 because um, they well, kind of they they had two years experience behind that. Um, but in Madden 10, I like the point and click passing really helped a lot, and they have taken out a lot of those bullshit motion things as time has gone on. One of the things about NCAA though, and I'm I'm not sure if this is true of the Wii version, but it seems that the Xbox PlayStation versions are always a year behind Madden. So yeah. whatever game enhancements are made to the Madden engine this year won't show up until NCAA 12 or NCAA 13. Yeah. 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 That's very true. So that was probably based on 08. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was probably version. based on Madden 08. We not Madden 09. We. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, they have the all play, the all play mode. And I tried that out once. And basically the entire thing boils down to shake your remote for a context sensitive thing. So like, if you want to swat a ball, you shake the remote. If yeah. you want to kick the ball, you shake the remote. If you want to throw the ball, you shake the remote. It's all, they actually just, have this is a uh, my, my subtle interweaving of that the Madden 12 preview that we have up on the site, but they they have that the still the one remote all play crap. I don't think they call it all play anymore. But now they have like a uh, a Wii remote on its side control scheme for Madden 12 that apparently is basically just Tech Mobile. Oh, see that's awesome. Nice. Which is which is that's I mean it's, awesome. I was ta- I was talking to the guy uh, at, at, at EA Sports about this. I was like, so how do, how how do you use it? He's like, you've played Tech Mobile, right? I'm like, yeah. Exactly like that. That's uh, perfect. That that's what happy. the Wii. That's what the Wii is good at. Yeah. Like trying to figure out how to do a complex modern game with an NES gamepad is like largely what the Wii has been very good at. Yeah, I mean it oh, is a stuff where like disaster. you'll be cycling through receivers and stuff. Like I'm really excited to try that mode when the game comes out because yeah, I don't know if I play with it too much because I, I've gotten used to it and now and I've gotten used to the other control scheme and now with class controller I'll probably end up using that more, but. I think it's well, like, cool. it'd be good the whole, like, when you have friends come over and you just want yeah. to play football. The mantra for Wii has always been finding a new way to play, but Nintendo seems to be uninterested in recognizing that some games don't require a new way to play. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, just just give me a damn gamepad. Anyway, July uh, 12 is the release date for NCAA 12, and I can't wait for the, for that, so that's that should be fun. Yep. Fun. All right. And All right. Uh, I look for my 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 document of failure hitting the website <laughs> soon. <laughs> so I, Neil. Yeah. I hear you uh, were playing some Ben Ten slash Dexter's Lab slash other. Yeah, um, I've been uh I've been spending the the past week or so playing Captain or Captain Cartoon Captain. Network Punch Time Explosion, uh, which is the the Smash Brothers clone. Uh, made by Papaya Studio, who have previously worked on Ben 10 games. Um, um, it's basically a Smash Brothers clone with Cartoon Network characters. There's, I think, 18 characters to choose from. Uh, pretty good variety. The only shitty thing is that there's three Powerpuff Girls, 
They are each their own. All separate three character. are separate characters. Yeah. However, Bullshit. they are they are controlled. It's like it's almost like the differences between Fox, Falco, and Wolf, and that they are pretty different, but they're fundamentally the same. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, Alex the, char- the characters are a lot of fun to use. Uh, it definitely doesn't feel it doesn't control as tight as Brawl or any Smash Brothers game for that matter. But it doesn't feel bad. It's it's pretty much like directly ripped off control wise for for Brawl, and it is for people desperate for something like that. It's a great alternative. Um, I tried the local multiplayer at the latest uh, Street Pass Princeton event, um, and there's download play. You can use like four different characters on one stage, uh, so that's that's fun to play. Uh, so there's that option for download play, and it's really I mean you're limited to four characters in one stage, but once again, you know. That's that's good for download play, for for one game cartridge. Um, then the local multiplayer is a lot of fun too because then you have access to every character, every stage, and it's a bummer that there's not online. But the local multiplayer is a lot of fun. And it is one of those games like like Smash Brothers where it's more fun when you're actually there with people as opposed to kind of like faceless. Um, but that's uh, that's the multiplayer. But there's also a, a story mode in it that has the uh, the the announcer from the Powerpuff car- the Powerpuff Girls cartoon like the kind of like 50s guy I think he also does the voice of Space Ghost um, yeah. and he narrates a story of like you know like Dexter is a time machine and they go all over to the different cartoon network worlds or something um kind of like Doctor Who yeah 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 <laughs> or actually, uh, Castlevania sort of like the that. Castlevania fighting game yeah or or you know like subspace emissary crap too but it's actually way better than any of the single player things in the Smash Brothers games. Um because it is it's almost like it's like a side scrolling brawler beat 'em up. Um some of the common enemies you can just skip by because they kind of take too long to kill. Um and sometimes the enemies just feel like that like you don't have as much control over what you're doing which kind of ties more into the the poor control than the setup of the game. But it does keep it fresh periodically cuz like there's like parts where like you'll use a slingshot to you know, you like draw the slingshot or not draw the slingshot, but use the touchscreen to pull back the slingshot and fire it off um, hmm. to like knock down ships and like there's some like side-scrolling shooter sequences, and that's kind of nice because it is that nice little change of pace. So it's not just fighting people over and over again, and that's that's also the way how you unlock characters as well. Um, and the big secret character is Captain Planet, which I haven't like, Captain yet. Planet. I was just I'm looking at the yeah. character list right now because I needed to know if. Finn and or Jake was no, in it, but there no, are we no actually, Adventure uh, Time characters in this game. Yeah, I was hoping for regular show. I'm a I'm a big fan of that. We actually uh, at E3, Aaron and I talked to uh, the developers behind the game, and they said that like how much of a bitch it is to get all the licensing in. Yeah, and I, I mentioned I was like, dude, Adventure Time, regular show, and the guy was like, if we do another game, or maybe even there's a there's like a console version coming out this fall that they are trying to get every character they can. It's just that their, their hands are kind of tied because they have to go through Cartoon Network. Then Cartoon Network has to go to the creators and then they have to get yeah, the creators. Oh, wow. So I mean, I'm, it's a pain I, in the ass, the way, but I, the Adventure Time guy would totally be down for it. I think it yeah. may have just been the limitation of the schedule. Yeah. for uh, Every for... day before I go to bed, I hope and I pray that one day <laughs> – Pendleton Ward, the creator of Adventure Time, and Tim Schafer will get together and just make that fucking game. Just do it. it. And they're friends, and they talk to each other on Twitter all the time, and every time they do, I'm just like, why aren't you making the game? (laughs) It would be so good. So, Neil, something I notice about uh, a lot of 
this is not a criticism of you. A lot of your reviews of 3DS stuff are good. Everyone else on the internet fucking hates these uh, games. You haven't like, read like Mercenaries all of the, all is getting like fives and sixes. Um, well, the Mercenaries, I think that all has to do with uh, different expectations, um, oh. and maybe people being butthurt about the save file thing. <laughs> Um, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of the, a lot of the negative reviews I've read about Resident Evil. Like, I mean, not saying that I'm not lumping them all together, but an overwhelming amount are just like, oh, it's not a main Resident Evil game. What the fuck? Yeah, I hate oh, it when I, oh, I didn't get 20, I didn't get 25 hours of content out of this. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have, have time for 24 yeah, hours. I don't of have content. time for that. I really enjoy games that like, like I got. I'll get probably ten hours of enjoyment out of this game. That's that's amazing. I'm fine with that. Yeah. One of my um, biggest pet peeves is people who write reviews and review the game for what it's not. Yeah, like this is yeah. the game. Review it on those merits. Don't yeah. review Legend of Zelda and say, "But I can't shoot fireballs and wear a red hat." <laughs> so this game gets a six. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like Resident Evil Mercenaries. Like it's it's Mercenaries. Mercenaries, and some people think that you know that's not enough for a full game, and that's cool. That's your opinion, but don't go into it expecting you know Resident Evil Four. Like go into it yeah. expecting Resident Evil: The Mercenaries. Um, that's what it Cartoon says on the Network, box. With Cartoon Network, in all honesty, uh, like it's it's not an amazing game. It's a good game. I, I'm certainly impressed with it. I I had when I first played it, I was I was kind of pissed off with it, but then. I played more of the story mode and realized how much fun it was. Like there are definitely so you played it for game. more than the, ten the minutes. Controls, the controls don't feel right. Like it, it is just such a rip off of Smash Brothers. But that's fine. It's another thing where I, I'm reading some good. of these reviews and I feel like I'm playing a different game. And uh, I guess a little insider information is that uh, apparently some of the review builds weren't completely finished versions of the games. Like, the controls weren't fine-tuned. So a lot of those reviews shit on the controls when the controls were fine-tuned a little bit. Still not great, but probably a lot better than those earlier review builds. But, yeah, I need to write a review for that pretty much soon. I was waiting to try the local multiplayer out, like, uh, you know, with, with the people at it, the, the Street Pass event I went to last weekend. Um, and I did, so now I just need to sit my ass down and write the review. And I guess just a quick note on another review I just posted, which is the Transformers 3DS review, which is surprisingly way shittier than the movie, and the movie was a piece <laughs> of crap. Like, nice. it's just it's a Transformers game where you don't transform. It doesn't make any fucking what sense. What is that? <laughs> you go, you you drive, you drive a car, and you go from driving a car with just the circle pad, like you you go up to accelerate and shit like that. That's that's all you do. And you press the A button, and then you transform into a car that controls even worse and can shoot some guns. Like it's terrible. <laughs> I remember reading that in the uh, developer interview for the DS, 3DS game. <laughs> Where he said it was a vehicle combat game, and I thought you're not going to be able to transform. It's going to be like that uh, that stupid car battle game on PlayStation, yeah, Twisted like, Metal. I mean, it's, it's it's way worse than Twisted Metal. It's like if <laughs> Twisted Metal was made by like a retarded panda. <laughs> I'm sorry, Special Panda. I, I, I don't mean to offend anyone. Um, but like, oh man, it's so bad. Wow. But I, I'm done. About How did they correct. screw that up? Uh, somewhere along the line, somebody said. Do we? Do they have to transform? Yeah, I mean it's made by different people because Vicarious Visions always made the Transformers DS games. Right, right. Um, and, and they then, were uh, pretty good. It, yeah, uh, this is made by 
I guess, behavior, interactive, entertainment. I don't know. It used to be artificial mind of movement before. You know, like there, I just before, recently before, played a game by behavior. Um, before artificial mind of movement realized that their abbreviation, A2M, also stood for ass to <laughs> And then changed their name accordingly. <laughs> that is legitimately what happened. It's like there was like an interview with them where they're like, yeah, we changed it to behavior because of Kevin Smith. <laughs> well, that sounds right, Kevin Smith. <laughs> wow, awesome! Well, there you go, um, Mike. I hear you've been rocking the e shop. I, I mean, as I have guess, we all? I, yeah, um, you guys have talked about a lot of this stuff, but obviously, I haven't been on. Um, so, I guess I would just briefly catch everyone up on my thoughts on the 3ds, which I got. I don't know. I think first week of April is when I got it. Um, I like it. After the launch rush. Yeah, I was. I think I still bought it within the quote-unquote launch window. I don't know. I think I think we're still in the launch window, given the quality <laughs> of the games that are out right yeah. now. But um, I got it. Um, for a while, I had no games for it. Um, like a week later, I ended up getting Pilot Wings, which is good. I enjoy it. Hey, same story. Um, I, I would have been liked to get something else, but there was nothing else to get. I was kind of torn between Pilot Wings and Steel Diver, but I figured Pilot Wings probably you had a little more You made the better gameplay. choice. In it. And I played Steel Diver at PAX, and I was like, this is all right, I guess. Um, I liked Pilot Wings. I haven't finished it yet, actually. I kind of stopped playing it. Um, I was on eShop, like, at 3 in the morning or whatever, as soon as it went up that day before E3. Very excited to get my Excite Bike on. Excite Bike's Yeah, that's good. a pretty fun game. I, I enjoy it. I, I really like the way the 3D depth works, but all it doesn't change the gameplay at all this is a the game is still on a 2d plane everything is exactly like it is an excite bike except there's depth to the track and there's like depth to the stadium and that's yeah i'm glad i didn't pay any money for it yeah well i would have paid like five bucks for it but i imagine nintendo (laughs) would probably charge closer to 10 after playing world rally on on wiiware i after playing world rally on wiiware i got really kind of excited for this thinking it might be something better but like World Rally spoiled me. Like, I really liked that game. And it's, it's, the new one just kind of seems, I mean, I know it's, it's what it was. It's, it's, it's what it's, what it's it always been. It is Yeah, it's, it just doesn't quite, doesn't quite hold up. But I did I get, still... um, when it, when it, when the second week of the eShop came around and they announced Donkey Kong, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's just a Donkey Kong game. This is the only thing they're releasing this week. And then I got a bunch of replies on Twitter from people that were like, Oh no! This is Donkey Kong '94, which is apparently right. like the definitive Donkey Kong. Um, so I was like, "Well, whatever. I don't have any virtual console games." And I think I was actually like ten points away from platinum status on Club Nintendo. So I was like, "I'll just <laughs> buy it because it's only four dollars, um, and then I'll get my nice platinum reward." So I got it, and I was like, "I played it," and I was like, "Well, it's just Donkey Kong." And I was like, "Oh no, it's not just Donkey Kong. It is like a hundred something stages." of puzzle platforming that is basically the precursor to Mario versus Donkey Kong, which yep. I absolutely loved to death Mario versus Donkey Kong. So this game I thought was really, um, really fantastic. And probably the biggest surprise, like biggest surprise in terms of like, these are my expectations for this game. These is how I actually feel about this game. The biggest disparity in a long time in the positive direction. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you know, Mike, that it was the first uh, Super Game Boy game to have a border and color? I did not. I knew it had Super Game Boy functionality, and I kind of wish that was in the 3DS. I don't see there's... Me too. Why there's, why there's no reason it couldn't be there. Yeah, exactly. That should have been the border instead of the 
uh, Game Boy. Though I do like that when you boot it up at the Game Boy border, you can use the 3D slider to push the depth of the fake Game Boy screen. Yeah, right. I like that yeah, a lot. That is cool. That's a nice touch. Oh, and apparently, and I learned this randomly while fiddling with buttons, if you hold L and R and press, I think, And then press Y. Button, y. Yeah, you can make it, it from black green. and white to pea soup, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. That's the only way to play with that and the 3D depth you know slider. Funny? Uh, Zach, I think it was last week you made that comment to me, and I was just like, eh, I don't really care that much. And then I switched to it, and it's the only way I play now. <laughs> they should let you use the analog stick to add blur. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. So I was, I enjoyed the hell out of it. The only thing I will say, it is exceedingly tempting, and I did it a lot, to use the save state feature in this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Through, like, the last about three worlds worth of levels, I would, like, make a jump and, like, get over an obstacle, and I would be like, okay, save state. Yeah. So now if I die, it's not there. <laughs> like, the final battle against Donkey Kong, where you have to hit him with something like nine or ten barrels, it's I save hard. stated, I, and you have to jump up, and if you don't jump, then the barrels fall, and, like, you have to time everything perfectly, otherwise you lose the barrel, and you have to do the whole thing all over again. Yeah. So I would like, okay, I'm on top of the platform, safe state. Okay, I have the barrel, safe state. Okay, I hit Donkey <laughs> Kong, safe state. I did the same thing. <laughs> but it's not like the game is skimpy with extra lives. Yeah. No, I know, it's not. I like, by the end of the game, I had like 70-something lives. <laughs> and I love that when it totals your lives at the end of every world, it's like you get a life for every 100 points you've earned. But right. then also, if you have any leftover points, it just rounds it up to 100 and gives you another life. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You have I always love that. 230 points, so you get three lives because you have <laughs> more than 200 points gets you three lives. 201 <laughs> points, 299 points, three lives. <laughs> yeah, that's so a weird. great game. Right, you didn't get Link's Awakening, Mike? I played it on I played it on Game Boy Color. The first Game Boy I ever owned was a Game Boy Color. And oh. I think I got it like right when Link's Awakening came out. Oh, no, the first game I got for it was Pokemon Blue. And then right Link's on. Awakening came out, I think, pretty shortly after that, and I got that. I actually never beat it, so I've been thinking about buying it and replaying it. It is an excellent game, and it's the games. DX version, which is yeah. awesome. That's, well, that's yeah. the one I had. So oh, okay. I played it, and I like it's got that special color dungeon, I remember, and I played that. Yeah. I never beat it, though, so I've been thinking about spending the 6 bucks to get it. I just haven't done it yet. Neil, have you beat it yet? No. No, like, like I said last week, uh, I've... I've beaten Wind Waker, Minish Cap, and Ocarina of Time in about two months. And I'm now halfway through Link's Awakening, and I'm just so fatigued with Zelda games. I need to replay Wind Waker. I keep thinking, man, I need to replay Wind Waker. Yeah, no, I thought that, and then I did it, and I don't regret it. That game's freaking amazing. It's just that, I mean, every Zelda game's kind of the same. Like, yeah. they have the yeah. little differences, but it's it's the same experience. Except, in, except Wind Waker ends with you putting a sword in Ganon's head. True. Now, I was thinking about this, and, and Ocarina of Time ends the same way. You stab Ganon uh, in the face. Yeah. I, man, I don't remember that. I totally would have been shocked if yeah, I that again. You, the, the sages freeze him, and then you're all like, what's up, Ganon? And you stab him in the nose. Nice. Yep. I loved yeah. when that happened in Wind Waker, because the game is very cutesy looking, and it's got this beautiful childish art style to it that is just... Probably the best-looking Zelda game, if you ask me. Oh, but yeah. Then you get to the very end of it, and it's like the most violent possible death for this game to end with. <laughs> yeah. Right through the head. Like, he, like, jumps up and, like, runs it down. Like, he's got, you know, he's, like, pretty high up, and he's falling on Ganon's head, and gravity's all... And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> The sword goes all the way in. Yeah, it's like... 
intense. I was when, it, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, "Holy shit, that was hardcore!" <laughs> so yeah. Um, um, speaking of Zelda, I also picked up Ocarina of Time. Um, oh yeah. I wasn't gonna get it because I was like, I played Ocarina of Time. Like I played it, but I ended up getting it because um, Carl said the same thing that like he wasn't gonna get it, and then he got it, and he was like, "I'm so glad I got this." <laughs> I liked his story that he told on Twitter. He said he got it, and I said, because um, he'd been saying for a long time he wasn't even going to touch it. It's yeah, like just he didn't a even remake. consider it. Yeah, and I said to him, "What pushed you over the edge?" And he said, "You know what? I wasn't going to get it, but I was in the mall and I walked past a GameStop and they had a poster on the window." <laughs> <laughs> I just that's, love that story. And ten minutes later, I got the game. Like Marketing he had like works. negative interest in the game, and then he just <laughs> passed by a poster. <laughs> That's basically what happened with me. Like, I wasn't planning on getting it, and uh, my wife saw the poster, and she was like, ooh, maybe I I'll actually finish myth- it. I have not seen this mythical poster. What got me to buy it was um, Chris Kohler and then Billy uh, were both, like, freaking jizzing over how much better it looks all over all over Twitter. And I was like, man, maybe I will get it. And Carl was like, dude, I caved and bought it, and they're totally right. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go buy it. <laughs> So if Carl hadn't caved, there's a very good chance that I would not have the game. If I hadn't seen so many overwhel- overwhelmingly positive reviews, yeah, I, I, I would I guess probably we really have not. Be surprised that Ocarina of Time is garnering over- overwhelmingly positive reviews, but yeah, I just beat the Fire Temple, and I had played, I had played the Master Quest on the GameCube because I've got that disc that has like Ocarina of Time and Master Quest that is apparently worth like a good chunk of change. Um, yeah, I've like got, fifty bucks. Yeah, um, so I've got that, but I played it, and I was I was playing the Master Quest, but the Master Quest is a bitch, and I stopped playing it in the middle of Jabu Jabu's stomach, and then I just never picked it up again, like years ago. So I was like, well, maybe I'll actually play it this time, and now I'm all th- all the way through the Fire Temple, and I'm at Lake Hylia right now, yeah, looking towards the Water Temple. That's exactly where I am. Yeah, I mean, and I love it. It's freaking great. And the great thing about it is that, um, I basically forgot. Like the entire game, yeah, yeah. me too. I, I Isn't that awesome? The, I got through the Deku tree on pure memory. Like I know exactly what to do in the fucking Deku tree, and, uh, and there's only like four rooms in the Deku yeah. tree. And <laughs> I got through. I got through Dodongo's Cavern pretty much the same way. Jabu Jabu, I had to remember. Like I forgot a couple things. I forgot that you have to talk to Ruto like twenty times before she'll fucking go with you. Yeah, I hate yeah. her. And I got into. I can't remember who I was talking to now on Twitter about it, but we got into this debate about. I think it is the probably the only real flaw with Ocarina of Time is that when you get to that scene, you have to talk to her. I think you actually only have to talk to her like three or maybe four times before she'll go with yeah. you. But the but she tells you like two or to three go times away. to go away. And I'm sitting here as the player saying, well, the game is telling me not to bother with her. And then I yeah. wander around for like 20 minutes in the dungeon trying to figure out what to do. And eventually I go back to her and she's like, oh, I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. If she protested once, I would understand it, but she's like, insistent about it. And it fooled me again. <laughs> I think it fooled me that time I played the Master Quest like five or six years ago, too. <laughs> and that's probably why I stopped playing it. I had some trouble with the Fire Temple. There's a, a room in there where you're jumping from great to great, and uh, yeah. there's like a wall of fire following you. Uh-huh. And there's a door like to your left way up on a platform and it doesn't look for the world like you can make it up there with a jump yeah but you can but it turns out you can (laughs) i made it through 
Um, the Forest Temple. I forgot how awesome the Forest Temple was. I love that twisty hallway. Yeah, yeah. and um, the music I, but, too. That's yeah. where I'm at right now. Is that, is I made that... it through the Fire Temple. I didn't get the map or the compass. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. <laughs> I got the hammer and I beat the dragon. And then I left the temple and I was like, I got to the dragon and I was like, I don't have the map or the compass. How the fuck did I do this? <laughs> not not you know so that... much that. Not so much how did I navigate without them. Like, literally, how did I miss them? Yeah, right. Because it's not like you just missed one. You missed both. I missed both of them. Because <laughs> you, you get them when you beat that, like, fire dancer guy, right? That's what I thought, but I didn't get them. Maybe you just I walked beat, past I the beat... uh, treasure chest that appeared. I never saw. There was no animation of the chest appearing. Wow. Well, I know there. I know there's bugs in the game. Maybe you scuttle across some bugs. And I fought two of those fire dancer things. Yeah. And neither of them got me anything. And I could have sworn when I beat the first one, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is where you get the map." And then I didn't get the map. It could be a. It could be some kind of bug because I'm pretty sure know. you get both of those items when you beat the fire dancer. Maybe I'm just stupid and I totally missed them. <laughs> like maybe they were in the rooms and I just jumped onto the platforms and ignored them. You know what I really yeah. like about Ocarina of Time 3D, though? The, the little hint things? Because, uh, like, like uh, I mean, I played this for review. So hey, I playing it, I was listen! Playing, well, no, I was playing it on the flight to E3, and there were times where I'd be stuck because I was in the second half of the game. I was, like, Shadow Temple and Water Temple, and it's been it's been probably a decade since I've played either of those, so I didn't remember anything. But I'd be stuck, and I'd be, like, scratching my brain about it. I was like, wait a minute, I can just go to that Chica Stone and then go crawl inside, oh, yeah. and it'll tell me what to do. But it doesn't tell you exactly what to do. It just gives you a really nice hint about it, which... Gives you, like, a poke in the right direction? Yeah, it's just kind of like, maybe you should go over there and use the uh, the, the hover boots. And then I'm like, thanks, game. <laughs> nice. Oh, the, right, the, the game is boots. basically totally new to me at this point. Everything past Jabu Jabu I had totally forgotten. Yeah, so I remember that... I'm going the, the... through these dungeons, and I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? I totally forgot it. Yeah, I remember the Young Link stuff, and then, like, yeah. you know, I remember all the bosses and stuff. But even, even like, with uh, oh, the the Twin Rova, like, I, I realized, it, once again, it's it's been over a decade since I've ever fought that boss. That dragon didn't look nearly as cool as I remembered. Yeah. Well, apparently, Vagia, apparently, uh, yeah. Vagia has the same, uh, like, AI or animation as R-Wings or something like that. What? They said, like, basically the same AI for Volvagia was used for the R-Wing, I think. That's weird, because yeah. you control the R-Wing. Yeah. I guess they're, well, are they talking about, like, the support team, I guess? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, Slippy, I think, Slippy and Volvagia? <laughs> yeah. I think I think Volvagia has the same AI as the uh, first boss in Beyond Good and Evil. I've, I've never I like that the, the Volvagia battle is just whack-a-mole. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That whole I also, game is I'm good. really impressed with how good the game looks in 3D. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It's like, I yeah, love the particle really effects. Good. I keep it around like 50 to 60% on the 3D. I tend to do that with most of the games. Yeah. Anything anything higher, like I jiggle my hands a little when I play, and anything higher than about 60% gives me, it breaks the 3D too often. So Yeah. I, I Especially when you're trying games. to aim. Oh, that is another thing I should mention about this. I did not think that the gyro controls would be at all useful. I thought I would oh, never use awesome. them. Oh, they're awesome. Complete throwaway. They're fantastic. They brilliant. They're so wonderful. I mean, I'll use the, the, the circle pad to, like, point myself in the right direction, but after that, I'm, when I need to, like, fine-tune on something, 
just move the gyro. When you do the shooting gallery in Kakariko Village, so much oh, better. Yeah. That probably <laughs> took me at least twenty tries on the N sixty four. At least I got it in three this time. Nice. Like, I mean, because it's so quick, you can just move, and the the circle pad is slow, and you overshoot things. But when you move it yourself, you don't overshoot it. You're just like it's, in, it's okay, intuitive. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's very intuitive. And the only reason I didn't get it right away is because I forgot that there's those two red gems that move really quick, and you have to shoot ahead of them. Yeah. yeah I had a really little good. bit of an issue with, uh, yeah, the first shooting gallery, but I didn't attribute that in any way to the control scheme. It was just I was doing a crappy job at it. Oh, and like, also, this is really funny. When I was playing it, I was sitting on the edge of the bed, and I, was, I had started on the edge of the bed facing one direction, and then I'd, like, I'd missed, I only got like eight gems, so I had to redo it. But in that time, I like, shifted my body and turned my entire body 90 degrees. <laughs> because I was still in the shooting gallery mode, it didn't recalibrate. So when the shooting gallery came back up, I was looking at the shopkeeper. Because <laughs> the game had rotated my view 90 degrees because I moved, the, I moved my body. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So there's a glitch right there. It doesn't re, uh, recalibrate every time you start the. If you if you just if you're like if you get a free play because you hit at least eight gems, it doesn't recalibrate. You just it assumes you're sitting in the same spot and you haven't moved. Well, what you yeah. should have to do, they should have put in there, uh, point the 3ds at the center of the TV and press A and B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those are all of my thoughts on Ocarina and Donkey Kong and all things. 3DS. Nice. What do you think of the eShop? It's pretty nice, huh? It's nice. I mean, you know, they need more content. They had no. Yeah, that's to go what I was going right? to say. I'm, I'm really worried. I'm really worried that they're. So I do have oh. a lot of that DSiWare yeah. content that I can Dude, buy. There, I are, get... there are a ton of good DSiWare games. I got PictoBits on a couple of recommendations from friends, and PictoBits is really good. So. I love. Don't take goddamn PictoBits. Like once again, how we were talking about uh save files earlier in the show uh i'm not really too bummed out that i lost all my save files for my dsiware games because at this point it's been a while since i've played all of them so it's nice to like you know replay picto bits replay shantae stuff like that yeah and if i ever hit a drought like in gaming like over the summer or something if i don't have anything to play i could see myself going into the eShop and picking up some of those older titles i think the next one on my list is probably just gonna be cave story i don't think i'm gonna spend 40 dollars on it when i can get it for 10 yeah, I'm really worried that they're drip feeding us uh, virtual handheld games. Yeah, of the quality of Alleyway and Tennis. And well, wasn't Kirby Battleship to hit? thing? Kirby Kirby's in Europe last week, right? No, you, so maybe, Kirby's, so maybe Kirby's Europe this week. It's weird. Um, I was talking to one of our people over in Europe about how it all works out, and it's something like, and like in Japan, I guess it all comes out on like Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, and then in in Europe. It used to, uh, like, the, the WiiWare and DSiWare stuff came out on Fridays, and that got moved up to Thursday. Um, sure. But it's actually, and, and then and then it used to be Monday here, and now it's Thursday. But it used to be Monday morning, but now it's Thursday at noon Eastern time, which, I mean, it's, yeah. it's morning for West Coasters. Um, but the Europe one, there's a press release for it always before the day. But the the new content actually doesn't get released until after the North America content. But the North America content, you don't know what it is until the day of. Yeah, they let it, they put the press release out press release out like a couple hours ahead of it. Yeah, like usually That's like it. eight a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So I wonder. What we'll, I mean, I guess it stands to reason that we could get Kirby, but then again, we might not. We might get that in like two years. Yeah. 
Kirby well, I mean, one maybe, isn't maybe we'll fantastic. Two Kirby games. two is um, good. Yeah, Kirby I'm, one is the one where you can't actually use powers, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll pass on that. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's just like uh, Super Mario Land was surprisingly short. Kirby is shorter. Yeah. Do you guys think? And this, I mean, I don't know if it's a long shot, but do you think we'll ever get Virtual Boy games on 3DS Virtual Console? Yes. I hope every day because I rented a Virtual Boy once from Blockbuster and I played Mario Clash. I remember you can do bled. that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I got Mario Clash like a month or two ago. I got a Virtual Boy last summer. And uh, finally, uh, I bit the bullet and was just like, was oh, a... look, I can find Mario Clash for like 15 bucks on eBay. I'll just get it. There was a time when they were like $20 in a bargain bin at GameStop or EB Games or whatever it was back then. And I was in like middle school and I was like, I kept thinking maybe I should get one, but it kind of sucks. And it's on its way out, so I shouldn't get one. Yeah. But they were only $20 and now they go for like 100 something on eBay. Yeah, I got I got. Like, I should have bought like... one for 20 bucks. I got mine with a couple games Brand for new. I think like 50, 50 or 60 bucks. That's not bad. So, yeah, I got a really, really good deal. Because it was the kind of thing where, like, he said, like, you know, it was $50 for the system. And I was like, what about the games? He's like, you know what? It's been here for a while. I'll throw in the games for free. And I was like, yeah. Wow. I got, awesome. like, and I got Wario Land, Vertical Force, and I think Red Alarm initially, which are three good it games. Always, it always amazes me. The Virtual Boy was on the shelves for, like, six months yeah, before I think it, it started like being in the bargain something. bin. Yeah. I really hope and they, get those games. They were giving that shit away at the end. Yeah, yeah. it would be cool if we got those. All right, is that a uh, is that a newscast, gentlemen? I think it is. I think it is. Virtual boy I for do life. Believe so. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, that was the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave yeah. a good Send review. Send us an email at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Yeah. We haven't gotten any good listener mail in a while, but then we've also been doing 30-minute shows, so <laughs> go figure. This will be a nice break from that. Yeah, well. Yeah. All right. Uh, see you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye.